right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are doing another live episode. It's our live recording that just took place last week over at Art House Theaters in downtown Las Vegas. And joining me in the conversation are Gina Mazzoni, Michael Keane, and Tom Devlin to talk about The Exorcist Believer, the new reboot, sequel, requel thing of The Exorcist uh, from David Gordon Green, who just recently rebooted Halloween and did a whole trilogy. Will we get a trilogy of these Exorcist movies? They say we are. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But we got a great conversation coming up. Lots of great puzzle pieces to get into. We had a lot of fun audience interaction on this one. It was a great time. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, if you are enjoying the show, you can drop us a little five-star rating and review, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, wherever that happens to be. I do appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget about the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Lots of great stuff over there right now and as i record more things they'll go there first so check it out patreon.com slash by david rosen so with all that said let's get into our conversation about the exorcist believer all right so i'm david rosen i'm the host of the piecing it together podcast we're a podcast that takes a look at a new movie and tries to figure out what movies might have inspired it we're, of course, about to talk about the movie we just watched, The Exorcist Believer. But before we get to it, uh, first of all, I want to thank the Art House for having us out today. And I want to introduce my guests. First up, just to my right here, we've got my wife, Gina Mazzoni, who is a photographer. She has a photography business. Uh, she's also a board member of the Nevada Women's Film Festival. And she's been on the show a few times. This is her first time on a live show, though. Gina, welcome. And I'm here to troll Dave's podcast tonight. Probably going to happen. Between her and my mom, <laughs> this probably won't go too well. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got Tom Devlin, filmmaker, makeup effects artist, owner of Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. Also, you have a film, uh, Teddy Told Me To, coming out soon, right? Teddy Told Me To will release uh, streaming-wise on Tuesday, the, uh, October 10th. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm so happy to have you here on the show. So well, thank, thank you, you for being here. Michael Keane over there on the end. He is a filmmaker, a YouTuber. He uh, has been on this show a bunch of times. He's, I think, the most of anyone on one of these live shows. Is that right? That yeah, feels right? It just keeps on happening. I know. Wait till we do Thanksgiving next month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one I'm actually... Yeah, yeah. Get, get, invite, invite yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We might do that. But Michael Keane, awesome. Always happy to have him here on that the show. Awesome. It does look really good. Yeah. <laughs> it does look really fun. Uh, I haven't talked about doing it yet, but I did do a Twitter poll today, and everybody wants me to, so we'll do see. It. Maybe we'll do you it. You did this. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So I, I want to... Before we get into the whole puzzle piece thing, which is the main thing of this show. I do want to ask you guys a question first, because this is something I was thinking about through this whole movie. I was kind of thinking about it before the movie, but definitely during the movie. Would this have been a better movie if it wasn't an Exorcist sequel? I, I feel like it really would have been. Gina, maybe, what do you think? I think maybe, yeah. I think the cheesiness of, like, of Ellen Burstyn's character, like that was just like kind of silly. Yeah, I think so. Her getting to do her own little exorcism yeah. at the end. Was I mean, like, I love her. Yeah, but... absolutely, she's great. And I'm, I'm you know, we, we all saw that article, like where she talked about how she, you know, she got a, a funding for these students to be in this movie, and like that's awesome, you know. And she probably had fun, but uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Tom? I I think that it would have worked as like an asylum version of a like the exorcisms. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who did. He just released. Uh, it's called uh, Exorcists, and it has um, uh, Doug Bradley. Of course, as one of as I, I assume the actually I haven't seen it yet. Power um, of Pinhead Composer. Yeah, but it. I watched the trailer and I was like, man, for a movie shot in like I think it was like six days. That you know, see, that's what I, I. That's how I feel about this. It right, could, well, right. It could have been. Yeah, but that I mean that movie looks right. good enough. Yeah. Um, for what you know, it's one of those like it's it looks like it's shot well and lit well. 
um, which I assume that this was not shot in six days. Mm, and, yeah, uh, probably not. not have that distinction going on for it. But I do think that they use that Instagram vignetting. Oh, my God, there's so much vignetting. Uh, there's a lot of vignetting. <laughs> yeah, they, but I think that they took it like it was like a cheap one because you could see through it. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It was completely unnecessary to have to do like an exorcist branded movie because like my favorite exorcism movie is actually the exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. That, that's actually like one of my favorite scary movies, too. Yeah. I mean, it shows you can make an exorcism yeah. movie. You don't need to spend four hundred million dollars to do this, which is, uh, I believe, what they spent to get the rights so they could do a trilogy of these. Yeah. Not the best investment. Uh, I don't know. I don't I, know. I was. um I think the thing that really drove me crazy watching this, and it kind of ties into the whole, like, the feeling that it's, like, almost an asylum version, is that it's a really, like, I think it's a really strong idea um, at the core. Like, the way that they present religion is actually really smart, and it's kind of a diversion from what you'd expect. But then you have this kind of, you know, fine-looking, like, TV movie kind of looking thing, and The Exorcist is one of the best shot horror movies yes, of all time yeah, absolutely. and it's gritty yeah. and even and we'll talk about other movies but like it's a series that's defined by you know even when the movies aren't that good they mostly look pretty good sure. like exorcist 3 is a fucking masterpiece mm. and then you get this movie and it's like yeah it's an exorcism movie yeah yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, we should get into some puzzle pieces. And for people who are here in the audience who have not listened to Piecing It Together yet, I always like to throw a puzzle piece out there just to get this thing going and just to explain to you guys how it works. And so, like I said, it's a movie that we think might have inspired this. And I think the obvious thing here is this director, David Gordon Green, just did a trilogy of Halloween movies, which were in in themselves a, uh, a a sequel that throws out all of the other sequels and just continues the story of the first one, brings back the classic character. If I remember correctly, Laurie Strode had written a book in in that. She no, she does at the end of the third. Okay, she okay, so she's gonna write a book. They kind so of they skip that whole process. Yeah, sure. they, we've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, but yeah, also you know as we get into like. The second one, Halloween Kills, it starts becoming about the community, so they kind of squeeze that in here as yeah. well. So, I mean, it seems like he's dealing with a lot of the same ideas here. It's just he wanted to do it in yet another classic horror franchise. Is he creating DGG tropes? I It feels like it in a way. It does. And and I don't – he's not known for horror. He, he has a, a great, like, filmography, a lot of interesting stuff, um, but – Apparently, he wants his like name in horror to be redoing all these classics. Or did he just do very good financially with the first three, so they came to him and were like, you've got it. Yeah, you, you have it. to do this now. Yeah. You have no choice. Jason Blum was like, yeah. you spent very little money on those Halloween movies that made me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Will you do this this movie and make a lot of money, but it, don't spend too much money, but make a lot of money for me, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how this weekend goes. Uh, so that's our first puzzle piece. Gina, what do you have for your first puzzle piece? So I'm going to I'm gonna focus on the ending of the movie where um, they have to choose which kid is going to oh. live and which one's going to die. And that one, I'm pulling 1993's The Good Son. The Good oh, Son, yeah. nice. Um, where they have, you know, it's Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. And uh, yeah. That movie, that's like one of the best movies ever, too. That is a fun movie. And uh, Macaulay Culkin, you know, doing something. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's so, there's that whole, you know, that thing right now about like Marvel actors. Like there's no stars happening anymore. It's like interesting to think, would these actresses get a chance to grow as actors? Or is this kind of going to be like their thing? I don't. I don't think they have much of a future, I hate to say. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's really Uh, hard to say. What do you guys think about The Good Son over there? I, I love The Good Son. Yeah. I love The Classic. Good Son. Uh, I mean, that movie, not quite a horror movie, but it scared the bejesus out of me because <laughs> yeah. I was the kid that would have played with uh, Macaulay Culkin. And then <laughs> as he's doing those horrendous things, like I had a hard time saying no. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I might have done them too. You were the yeah. Elijah Wood. I may have become <laughs> like a... Helping with Mr. Highway, you know, getting real <laughs> excited about throwing something off a bridge. Nice, you know, so. yeah. I, I love the Good Son. Uh, and as far as these actresses having a future, I feel like the the little girls did really good. Okay, I I think that they could grow up to be like badass actors. 
Yeah, you know? I hope so. I, I would hope so. Um, and then people will be like, remember when they were in that crummy uh, <laughs> exorcism movie? Yeah. And it'll be like, which one? And <laughs> There you go, yeah. No, but I, I think probably... they could end up, you know, especially, yeah, I think they're great. Right on. Well, Tom, let's go to your first piece. What do you got? You know, it's I'm an effects artist first, and uh, I love horror movies, but every bit of the original Exorcist had such incredible makeup effects by uh, Dick Smith. And at the time, he wasn't known super for horror. He, he had done, like, The Godfather and Little Big Man and stuff like that. And then he did The Exorcist and blew everybody's minds with Reagan. Um, the makeup effects or horror elements of this movie just look like the Evil Dead remake to me. The whole thing. Like, I could have cut yeah. this movie out, put it in the Evil Dead remake, and you wouldn't know that we skipped movies. You know, it... it uh, the way the cuts were, the the tonality of their skin and the lighting and all the weird stuff happening on the ceiling, it, it really was like Evil Dead. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. And like, I'm famous for bringing up Evil Dead way too much on this podcast. So I'm glad someone else did. But, um, you know, I, I was thinking about it a lot. I mean, I know Reagan was always kind of like, you know, loud and like, you know, a little kind of crazy, but like but they definitely different. felt Deadite-like, right? It, it, right. Yeah. Reagan was different. She was possessed. Yeah. and. You felt the duality inside of her. Yeah. This, I couldn't tell whether who was coming through. You know right. what I mean? And it was like a deadite. But it was like, a, a specifically the remake to me, it looked like they're like, make them look like this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michael, are you a fan of the Evil Dead remake? I don't even know. Like, oh, I know I we just Dead did Dead that Evil Dead Rise uh, I, episode. I, yeah, I, uh, I think I on that episode I talked about how much I love I mean, I think there's no bad Evil Dead movie. I think it's yeah. all quality stuff and some better than others, but, you know. Including Rises? Yeah, I thought it was, I mean, it's probably my, it's my lowest spot of the bunch, but still fun, you know, worth worth a watch. I, I think that's, I think that's fair. Like, I didn't, I didn't hate Evil Dead Rise, but I definitely thought it was a step down from all of the others, including the 2013 remake, whatever the other remake yeah. is. Like, this one was definitely, like, quality-wise, it was the least. And it did remind me a lot of, like, kind of the way that this looked effects-wise. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right there. Uh, Michael, let's go to a piece from you. Um, so I'm going to go with a super obvious one, but for a very good reason. Mm. Um, Exorcist to the Heretic. Okay. So I, I had actually, even though I love The Exorcist, I had put off watching part two forever because all I ever heard was this is the worst goddamn exorcist movie. <laughs> but that's the first, that and, should make you want to watch it. Well, but mm. I mean, it, it looked boring. It's basically what I, like, even though it was John Borman, I was like, oh, but it's gonna be like boring John Borman. <laughs> and it is kind of boring. It is a, not that exciting of a movie. It is a movie that is 20 minutes too long easily. It's dated. It's dated. It, it is very dated. But at the same time, it has a very smart idea, which if you haven't, if you haven't seen Exorcist to the Heretic, it basically takes the Spoilers. teachings and concepts of the Jesuit priest who inspired Father Marin in the first movie and makes them like the whole plot where it's like, oh, there's this connection between the mind and spirituality and it's actually a science and it's really, really just a fun idea. And it, you know, it works all right. It's fine. Mm. And in this movie, they they took, the, it's, it feels like they are simultaneously trying not to do an exorcist Two, where mm -hmm. they're trying to not go too far off the beaten path while still developing their own ideas. Um, but the thing that Exorcist 2 has, and I brought this up earlier, is it looks really cool. <laughs> it's a fucking rad look. It, some of those, like that fucking, those... Um, oh, John shoot. Borman, I mean, come on. Yeah, John Borman <laughs> fucking rules. Yeah. And the movie's batshit crazy. Yeah. And does it always work? No. But it fucking aims for its hot it has this huge goal it's aiming for it doesn't quite get there but it it shows off a bit on the way and this one it feels like yeah halloween did good and it's frustrating because you know yeah blumhouse is cheap but you're not too cheap to have good composition you're not too cheap to have wide shots you know you can have a fucking wide shot you don't have to you know do you think part of it is where cinematography's turned digital now, as opposed to the celluloid. There, there is on. part of that because there is. That's why you have these muddy night scenes, which this does have. I'm glad that not a whole lot took place in the woods because I was immediately like, "Fuck this noise." Um, digital noise, right? That's what you mean. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but what they'll do is they'll they'll shoot pretty bright-ish 
for a night scene, but it's kind of evenly lit. And then they'll bring that lighting down because since it's evenly lit, you're not going to worry about a bunch of shadows and shit. You just bring it all down in post. Then put the big net on. Yeah. And what it used to be was, well, you're shooting on film. uh, Let's get, that's why there's so much just giant blue lights in old movies is because they need to light for the darkness. And how the fuck are you going to do that? You know, you create essentially one big ass hair light. um, And you say, that's the moon, I guess. And we, the audience, are like, sure, sure. fuck it, why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, Looks cool. And now it's, well, I'll figure it out, I guess. <laughs> and it looks muddy and shitty. And it's not visually interesting, which is kind of this movie's, to me, the movie's big problem. Like, you have really mostly solid performances. Uh, Leslie Autumn Jr. is great. The two girls are great. The other fucking people are fine. And... It has, again, this core idea that works, I think, really well and is a smart way to kind of start this theoretical trilogy that's not going to happen. Um, but it all looks like dog dick. Mm. And I it it's so, so frustrating because you could take this movie, give it a, not even a, a new DP, but a DP who is allowed to take his time and actually make something of it um, and hand it then to an editor who doesn't do the exact same fucking trick every goddamn beat of the film and you have a you know a pretty good movie and yeah. as it stands it is a thoroughly whelming movie um yeah. which is kind of what i was expecting from exorcist to the heretic which is actually pretty good uh and this is just yeah yeah to that puzzle piece i've actually never seen exorcist to the heretic i really want to because i have a feeling i'll like the craziness of it but i did almost bring up repossessed as a puzzle piece so uh, that's basically an exorcist too so uh, we got, Linda Blair came back, so why not, right? Uh, so I'll I'll go to another puzzle piece. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to keep complaining about this movie, but I feel like most of my stuff is going to be kind of on that that kind of direction here. Uh, a movie that a lot of people love and I don't really like, and that is Doctor Sleep from Mike Flanagan. Oh, I um, love that. Oh, you piece of shit! I know, I know. You I know. Piece of I'm shit. the asshole. Who doesn't Maybe like Doctor Sleep. You should Sleep. just hang up your podcast. I know. If I don't like You're anything, suck cocks in hell for that. One. <laughs> I shouldn't have listened to him when he said it was a bad movie. I know. I'll, Monday we'll watch it. And you'll see. That's, but I feel like it's it's just you a know what I avoided thing, that movie for a year because I was like I don't need to see a sequel to The Shining. Right. 30. I didn't need it, and then I was going to bed one night. And it was on and I put it on I was like I'll fall asleep in five seconds and I watched that whole movie like wow this is pretty fucking good well this is really fun and the the thing is I I would say (laughs) maybe more fun than The Shining the Shining's really? not a fun movie. The right. Shining is yeah. a, a well, dark movie, but the, it's not a fun movie. The reason it's more fun is because it's basically a, an X-Men movie. Like, it's just a superhero yeah, movie. Oh, it's it, awesome. It's so ridiculous. there's not a man in the movie losing his mind? And... Uh, um, it's different. Yeah. It's a different... It, You're going to enjoy it. Don't okay. listen to him. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like Exorcist 2 again. No. It, it is one of those films... He's not wrong. It's yeah. one of those films that... It has the legacy elements, like mm-hmm. in that case, Linda Blair came back. Except Ellen it Bernstein looks great. Come back. Doctor Sleep looks good. It does look good. Yeah. Well, and I, that's I, the thing is, I'll like, give it that. It did look like I, yeah. it, it's uh, this amazing like diversion mm-hmm. where it's like we can't do a fucking Shining sequel that's well, just The Shining again. That's the reason suck. I bring it up because it's an impossible task. I had imagined no they were gonna fill it with CGI and crap, mm-hmm. like kind of like this, but they didn't. It was, uh, if they did, it was so tasteful that I didn't complain about it. Like, I love Dr. Oh, no, it's right. great. Yeah. yeah. David's wrong. It's okay. Yeah. It's I all was right. pleasantly surprised, though, that Dave actually liked the original Exorcist movie. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. It's one of my, like, all time favorite movies. It's and, great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's, like, nothing bad I can say. And we just watched it a few days ago, and Dave had never seen it. Yeah. Somehow I had never actually, like, watched sat the through the whole yeah, Exorcist You never... missed in the in 2000 when it was re released? Yeah. That's yeah. when I. That's, my yeah, God. Right. Well, I was think great. I saw it in 2000 yeah. when it was re released, but, like, it was. I made, him, I made him watch yeah. the 2000 yeah. director. Yeah, like, with the spider walk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good stuff, like all of it. Like, yeah. yeah, it was so good. so good. Well, let's not talk about Dr. Sleep anymore. Let's go to Gina's next puzzle <laughs> all right. piece. But wait, you didn't really explain why that was your piece. Well, no, oh. it, it's the thankless job of trying to bring back a classic mm. movie that's like impossible to make a sequel. Now, of course, with Dr. Sleep, there is a text. There's a book that it's based off, a Stephen King book. But... um. You know, it's still it's it's a messy 
idea to even try to it's hard to please anybody with can't yeah you absolutely can so i think the fact that that movie even has fans obviously two to one here gene hasn't seen it yet but uh well (laughs) gina will probably love it and then i'll be just (laughs) out the door but um you know i i think that shows that like even if it seems like an impossible task maybe we could do it and so they tried you know so, Gina, what do you got next? So um, this one is kind of a, an obvious one. Um, if you saw the film earlier this year, um, it was a, another Blumhouse film. Um, it's called There's Something Wrong with the Children. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, it's about this child-free couple that goes on like a little trip, a weekend trip to a cabin with their two friends that have kids. And then the kids disappear into the forest and they come back. Three days later. Few days later, later was it three? I think it, it, it was like a couple days. <laughs> I just made that. Just up. yeah, and they're like possessed with something. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that I was definitely thinking about that one as well. We watched that earlier this year, and yeah, I mean for for a I movie, didn't love it. Yeah, it was. I was a little mixed on it as well, just like with this one. Um, but I I do think that the setup is like absolutely right for creepy shit, creepy kids that you just don't know what the hell is wrong with them. Like, you could see why they would go in this direction. It, it certainly was a good setup. I actually liked the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie-ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought this was, it started off good, and then it just, as soon as yeah. the first flash of a scary thing happened, I was like, uh-oh, oh. we're, we're in trouble. I really, I really liked the dad's performance. Of yeah, he, I he thought was really he good. was great. He and... would make a great young uh, Ghostbuster. Yeah, <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Yes. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, hell yeah. He'd be a that. great... Cool Hollywood, you know what to do with Leslie Autumn Jr. Put him in Actually, Ghost no, you don't, because he's in this. You, yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen that movie, uh, There's Something Wrong with the Children? I've seen the trailer. Oh, okay. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. haven't. Uh, yeah. It doesn't surprise me, though, that Blumhouse will go with that premise, though, because, yeah. uh, of course, yeah. you know, what's something that's really creepy, but I don't have to spend any money on it? <laughs> oh, if they just go fucking missing. I did it, I did it. We don't even have to shoot them. We just shoot the we're, woods. We're team A24. Even yeah, our dog yeah, has I mean, an A24 leash. Yeah, Harvey I does know, have an I, A24 leash. I would let Jason Blum do so many things to me. Like, I actually, I find Jason Blum very inspiring, and I think he's a fascinating individual. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of these movies are starting to suck rancid ass. Mm. Of course, uh, although I love Halloween Ends, so you know. I do too. Yeah, it's I it's like a, it. it's a tough. They're not all going to hit. There's that one about the closet. I can't remember what it was called now, but um, mm, I'm not sure. It was all it was based around whatever the game where you go into the closet with the person. Uh, oh yeah, like seven seconds. In yeah, heaven. seven seconds. I think it was actually called seven. Something like that. So, oh, seven nah. seconds in. I'm no, not. I'm not seven a huge. Seven seconds in heaven. Not a huge Blumhouse heaven. fan because they're all the same. I right. feel like they're yeah. all right. the same, and that, and I mean, even the fact that two kids go missing, they come back possessed. It's the same movie. <laughs> right, yeah. So this should have just been part two to that. There you go. That you would know? have been a cheaper sequel to yeah. do. So, what do you got for your next one, Tom? My next piece is a, uh, it's a modern classic. Mm. Uh, I especially the end hit it home for me is the uh, requel of Baywatch. Ooh, nice. You know, all right. Because we're making this. We're watching this movie 30 years, 50 years later. In that case, it was like 20 years later on Baywatch. And the whole time you're like, when am I going to see CJ? When am I going to see CJ? And yeah. then they're like, oh, Reagan's dead. She's in hell. And you're like, no, the devil's tricky. We're going to see Reagan. Yeah. And then at the very last shot, we see Reagan. Just like in the very last shot, we saw Pam Anderson. There you go. So it was, uh, that was, and it really got me there. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ellen Bourne scene was much like Mitch Buchanan showing up the whole, you know. It, it, I think there's definitely a parallel. Sometimes puzzle pieces are really good like that one. I like that one. That was great. <laughs> I, I actually jumped to my seat and said it. I was like, it is Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do love Baywatch. Yeah. I uh, I hadn't thought about that movie in a long time, that Baywatch movie. That's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Michael, you a fan of the Baywatch movie? Um, I no. <laughs> it's so good. No, it was I couldn't deal with the CGI. Yeah, I'm usually pretty okay with it, but it was it got really draining for me really fast. Yeah. Uh, it felt it. like Twenty One Jump Street, but shitty. No, no, there's bathing suits. There's, there's, there's and yellow. There are thing is, yellow jeeps just, and jet skis. Come uh, on. You know how much fucking television I have that I can comb through for them sweet sweet titties and <laughs> swimsuits. You know what? I love Baywatch. I learned. I learned recently that I think I've learned everything about filmmaking from Baywatch because every movie I have unnecessary slow motion. I have uh, 
a musical montage that goes on for a little bit too long. Nice. And uh, at, in the end of the, there's always a romantic triangle, but in the end, it always all works out to the best. That's a podcast I, right there. I Everything I know about filmmaking, I learned, learned from, from Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah. I really, I, like I really that. did. I've been on the live TV on Roku watching a lot of Baywatch lately. And I, having seen both. You've your film seen it. And the, your direction. Um, <laughs> yeah, Baywatch. Baywatch. Yeah. yeah. I'm not lying. And start watching Baywatch. There's a great, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that Sherwood Schwartz made Gilligan's Island, but his son, Doug Schwartz, made Baywatch with the same formula, basically, you know, scantily clad people on a beach for no reason, solving mysteries and stuff. It was, uh, it's, I think it's great. Father son activity. Right on. That guy with his little skimpy outfit and his little white hat. Yeah. Oh, boy. The movie stuff. Oh, Gilligan. Man. Oh, Gilligan. Okay. Uh, Michael, uh, what, what's your next puzzle piece over there? Fuck. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> this is one of those movies where I, the entire time, not the entire time, I was paying attention to the story and all that bullshit, but um, no, you... I kept thinking, what does this remind me of? And I I don't really have Blumhouse. Anything. It reminds you of Blumhouse. Yeah, it reminds me of Blumhouse. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to. This is a bit of a joking one. Yeah. Um, name a Tony Scott movie. <laughs> name anyone. Uh, Top Gun. Domino. We'll go with Domino. Okay. Sure. Yeah, top, All right. Top Gun. So it. This Tony Scott did this much you more. You think this movie well, reminds I, you of there. a Tony Scott? I'm getting there. Scott. I'm getting there. It's got to be there. a good explanation. Give, give me a second. <laughs> so I. You know how you watch a Tony Scott movie, especially a latter day Tony Scott movie. And it is edited to fuck all. Like you have no idea what's happening yeah. half the time. Yeah, it's like true. sound designed up the ass. Um, These demons are very fast. It's it's <laughs> boom 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 boom. This is not that, but it makes it feels to me like a direct evolution of that like late '90s early aughts style. That that this works in movie theater style. Yeah, and it's. We're just going to, the entire time, we're going to just going to be going and going and going and going. And every edit has to hit with some piece of the sound design. If we can get like a really loud fucking sound in there, ooh, ooh. If we can take a person screaming and combine it with like the sound of a vehicle. A truck or coming. Or truck yeah. or train or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. Mm, that is some tasty business. But I don't think they did that well enough in this. No, they did it terribly. It was, a, it was horrible. Uh, it makes me think, oh. The editor thought that that was a good idea. Let's try that here. And then he's just really pleased with himself when it works out once. Mm. And when he's just every five minutes, actually not even five, every two minutes, just edit, 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 edit. We're like, there's scenes that could go on and be legitimately creepy, but he needs to like pop over to like a, you know, a semi truck going across the street or some yeah. bullshit. Like when um, she's antagonizing the, um, I, the nurse lady. Yeah, uh, and she the blood's coming out of her vagina, and you know she's, she's doing the thing. That could have gone on, like not the like she didn't need like a pool of blood, you know, from, but the blood was too digital and way too fast. It was very fast. Um, but you know, let that scene breathe a little bit. Mm, you know, yeah. there's no breathing in this movie. Yeah, it, it, which is weird because it takes five fucking hours to get through. I was thankful it was an hour and a half, but it it's could true. have been two hours to really kind of tell a story. Like, you know, instead of everything just kind of wrapping up. It just goes, 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 yeah. goes. And you don't get any, like, other than Leslie Autumn Jr., there's no real character development. No. Like, there's kind of some with the dad from the, the white dad. Yeah, I mean, I felt but... like the the Christian couple, they were like, ooh, let's make these guys look like hillbillies and, and a little... Uh, you know what? Let's forget about that. Just let them be parents now. Yeah. You know, at first they were kind of like a little bit trashy and he's a little mean and she was a little bit uh, podunky. And then by the end, it was just like, no, they're just parents. I mean, as someone you who know? grew up in the South, um, that is that is all of, all of them. Yeah. That, that's that's everybody. Uh, that's actually one thing I hate about the Debbie Gordon Green horror films, uh, even the Halloween stuff is how much of it I either recognize or is like part <laughs> of my Georgia. childhood. From Georgia. Or yeah. well, you're from Because like Carolina. the first Halloween takes place in Charleston, or not, doesn't take place. Uh, it was shot in Charleston where I grew up. And I lived like a block from where uh, Myers does his like, that like one shot, a uh, little killing spree. Mm, where he goes yeah. in the window. Um, the and it was scene. fucking, and like my friend Michael Smallwood uh, is in the first two movies. He's the guy dressed as a doctor. Um, which great for him. I mean, you know, amazing for him. But the whole time I'm like, this is fucking weird, guys. I don't, I'm uncomfortable. Why is Haddonfield in my house? Yeah. It's like, this is not Illinois. Yeah, it's my street. And why is, why is uh, Chris McNeil living on a Georgia beach? <laughs> 
she everything no, with her is amazing. Like, uh, where is that place? Oh man, I forgot it. That's a Georgia beach. Yeah. That is not anywhere else. That is I that is South Carolina or Georgia, one of those. Might have been. Yeah, every scene with Ellen Burstyn Actually, yeah, rules. it was probably South Carolina because they all fucking live there. <laughs> Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, all their little group. They all live on fucking Isle of Palms because they're rich. Yeah. And they just love, they're like, oh, we they want to travel hard. for work. They make they the best TV shows of the yeah, last 10 Danny years. McBride is the best they, they, All these guys, they make the best TV shows of the last 10 years and then they make this stuff. They make so. some exactly. pretty crummy yeah. horror movies. Yeah, I don't the know. Same I, guy behind, it's the same guys yeah, yeah. behind fucking vice principals, oh, behind fucking amazing. Amazing. gemstones. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's the same people, the same creative Why? team. I don't know. It's so strange. It's insane. And you can tell. You haven't seen the Halloween movies, but they're just like this. But I, I just want to say, by the way, uh, this podcast, we're not usually shitting on these movies so much, but it just so happens. It that, was a uh, tough movie. It, it was a it Like, was a I wish I, I can usually like everything. Like, I'm pretty yeah. like I like movies, you know, and I yeah. can usually find something that I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. And in this one. um, I don't know because the whole time I was waiting for what am I going to say that I love in this? Right. And right. then uh really the only part that I loved was seeing Linda Blair at the end because I thought she would never do anything exorcist related again. Mm, I when yeah. you meet her in person she hands a piece of paper that everything that not the exorcist she's been involved with. So I I don't know how they roped her in. I mean, I obviously money. a lot of money. A lot. But uh but it's just one of those things because now she just jump started the conversation again for the next twenty years, sure. which uh, yeah. which she doesn't want to have. <laughs> so she really cares about those dogs. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Gina, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I liked. I thought the pacing was good though. Like the movie didn't drag on. Yeah, it was nice. But it could have dragged a little more. I I think it could have dragged I, a little more. I would I would disagree because to me the pacing it does two things at the same time that you should not be able to do at the same time. It takes, again, 10 fucking years to get through the entire movie. But also all the scenes are really short and just cut off at random points. But also it takes, for, I don't like, I. it's a, it's almost a staggering work of anti-art in that regard. <laughs> and I want to note, I, I actually thought there was a lot of positives here. Like I said, I, I liked the I beginning. Was, I, I really was, liked the beginning. I was very whelmed. Uh, when Chris McNeil gets in there, that whole second act Gar that uh, was... Just garbage. It doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to have it there. It's it's literally like you excise that mm. from the plot. It makes no difference. And you can tell that they wrote the script like, okay, we probably can't get her, but we have a lot of money that we can just beep, beep, beep up to her house. Let's give it a try. And so they wrote her in. They wrote in that little coda. Like maybe if we can get Linda, like if we can get Ellen Bernstein, we can get fucking Linda Blair. Come why, why do you think they couldn't have got Ellen Bernstein? Because she didn't want to fucking, that's why in, Her in yeah. uh, Heretic, um, they they originally wrote her character in um, because uh, um, Reagan needed a guardian to be at the psychiatric place with um, Nurse Ratchet, whatever uh, yeah, yeah, Louise yeah. Fletcher. Um, and but she said fuck no, and so they rewrote it to be Sharon, the like nanny or whatever uh, from the first film, which I thought was fucking hilarious at the time because. Sharon specifically states that she's not going to be hanging out with this family anymore <laughs> at the end of Exorcist. <laughs> and then Heretic, Poor Sharon. She's, just, she's the guardian for Reagan now. Was um, Richard Burton in that as well? Yes, Richard Burton. Drunk I, off his fucking ass. I just, I just don't know what Ellen would be doing to say no to this movie. Uh, living her life. She's On the beach shit. in South Carolina. <laughs> That's her house. They filmed <laughs> they, in her house they probably. Her yeah. I was disappointed that they butchered tubular bells. Oh, well, God, that, yeah. that was weird. Like you had like, the song, it, just play. It. They had the song in the trailer. It's yeah. a weird they thing because the they full, own they that had, song. Yeah, they had the original. I think it sounded like the original. It needed that bells. to come in hardcore, like for real, when but things work. In the movie, it's not. It's yeah. just like a. It's like, no, it was a, like remix. a mini version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was unnecessary. Yeah, they should I, just that, do the thing. That yeah. drove me nuts. Like the. Uh, First, like half of the movie, I was like, "Where the and fuck I is two people?" That, that's I why I thought it was song. like an it's the best. movie. That song is why I love The Exorcist. Yeah, it's the best song. <laughs> it's a great fucking song. I was promoting. My, can I talk? Yeah, yeah, sure. I was telling my friends back home, my family back home. Listen, they play the same music in, in the soundtrack, which is the Lord to get you here. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, yeah. and it worked. And, and Ellen Bernstein's here. Like, if it wasn't called The Exorcist, The Believer. I don't think we would be here. And that's why they spent $400 million. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think they may get it back because us mm. tomorrow and the next and the next 
will come just to see that it's terrible. I don't, I don't know that as many people will come out because, well, first of all, theaters don't do what they used to do, obviously. I mean, and to spend yeah. that kind of money on an exorcist movie, I mean, I guess it's October, so it, it's a fun time to go, but uh, I don't know. I feel like like the teens that are going to go to the theater, they don't care about this movie. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. when's the last time an exorcist movie made money? Mm. The Exorcist? <laughs> Maybe. Back in 2000. When yeah, the re-release of The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah re-release yeah, yeah. of The Exorcist was great. It's yeah. interesting about 20, year, 20 years ago, because the early one, back in the 70s, it was the most terrifying thing to yeah. see. And then when I went to see it at Lincoln Center 20, 20 years ago, kids, teenagers, oh, yeah. hysterical laughing. Oh, when she did the... A crab walk back yeah. To be fair, there's a good reason they cut that from the... Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Oh, I thought that was kids awesome. Were, that's a good, it's a good bit. But it's too early. And I thought, damn, you have no idea. It's a tough thing to do nowadays. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think people don't, like, well, they don't see what's scary about it necessarily. Well, the other it's... thing about, like, what makes The Exorcist work, and the reason that this doesn't quite work and a lot of the other Exorcist movies don't fucking work. Is William Friedkin was crazy. Well, yeah, William no, Friedkin there was you fucking go. crazy. Yeah. But also, it's, like, because I just rewatched it again for the first time in several years, and what blew me away was the best part of the movie is everything leading up to the exorcism. Yeah. It is yes. this beautiful story about yeah. Father Karras and his struggle. Like, it, he's the exorcist. Wait, so this, this, this priest fucking... didn't have a struggle, you're saying? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they also, they play their hands so much in this movie because <laughs> the second he comes back in, I'm like, he doesn't deserve this. I'm, he ain't going to make it yeah. out. I'm so glad they killed him off. Yeah, that was the best part of the movie. And I, I love the way so, they did it. Yeah. I was trying to make one of my pieces. When they went in, they're like, we're here together. We're going to go do this. It was a lot like uh, It. Like there was seven of them. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I was that's lucky seven. I was like, they're going in. They're going to do it. And then he came in. I was like, you're eight. You just fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I did have one last piece. Uh, and I pro- do too. Okay, Problem Child 2. Because first time the oh, kid yeah. was a terror, and this time there's two crazy kids. You're, so yeah, that's, that's good. Problem Child 2. Hey, what do you have, Gina? That's one of my Gina? favorite movies. It is. And we you, just watched it. You had it. never watched it. No, I, I had seen that. I love when they put she that dynamite in the toilet. Yeah, so good. I love the little girl in that movie. I wish I was bad like that when I was a kid. You probably were. Sucks that I wasn't. <laughs> um, so my my last puzzle piece is uh, the 2012 film starring Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. It's a movie about a tsunami in Thailand, and it's called The Impossible. Oh yeah. yeah. And that opening scene that with where where they're in the, her- in in the Haiti. earthquake yeah, in yeah. Haiti yeah. reminded me of that, like all the chaos. No, I you're totally right. And, and like I said, that was Haiti. that was like my favorite. I loved. Like, that was a beautiful scene. <laughs> that, that's what drove me nuts. Is like she is super fucking pregnant. Yeah, I was like, Why what are, are they you? doing in Haiti yeah, right now? I don't now. understand what they were. Like who goes vacation? Was he like a photojournalist or something? And they were. He was on. I think he was just National Geographic. That's again. That's the character problem here. Because again, Father Karras has this amazing arc. Even Father Marin, who's barely in the fucking movie, has a pretty strong arc. And in this one, it's like, what does Leslie Autumn Jr. do exactly? Like, we know that he winds up just taking shitty uh, family photos. Mm, yeah. Cool. That's, uh, that's Yeah, they really yeah, needed to show, like, like ma- magazine yeah. covers or he something. He went from, like, a photojournalist, like, traveling I think photographer. He a, I thought he was a hobbyist. I thought they were on their honeymoon. Yeah, oh, it really? it seemed like he was a hobbyist. And, but like, and I, was, I don't know. I, I was just like, why are you guys in Haiti right now? No, because, <laughs> because they showed him as, like, pregnant. a family photographer. So it seemed like it, they were showing that he kind of, like, maybe he might have given up on his dreams. Mm. Yeah, that's what something. I took from it. But again, like, it's they don't give us any like idea of where that no. starts. It's just, yeah. and now he has this shitty job, I guess. Maybe does he does he actually dislike it? I don't know. We're not gonna let's cut. Let's cut. Let's go I think I think his character though had the most character development. Oh, sure, oh, definitely. Yeah, abs- hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, I think there's a lot you could chew on if you wanted to. <laughs> with that, <laughs> but I don't only, think you'd want to with this movie. <laughs> probably not. So I I want to open up the floor for some puzzle pieces, and we do have T-shirts to give as prizes. Usually I'll take anything, but I just want to put a little stipulation: uh, if you're gonna bring up an exorcism movie, you know, let's you know, get a good sentence or two as to why, you know, because obviously every exorcism movie, there's a, a line you can draw from the exorcist to those to this. So does anybody have any puzzle pieces they want to bring up over here? We got one right over there. Nikki, what do you got? Carrie. Okay. Ooh. When um, Catherine is watching um, in the church. Mm-hmm. Creepily. Yes. <laughs> All wet. Oh, we're getting you on the mic. Thank you. Uh, reminiscent of 
prom scene. Yes. In Carrie. Absolutely. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. The original. Yeah. I only. I never see sequels, so I don't. It's all. Michael, you might as well stay over there because I'm really sure my mom's going to have something. But, for, right, but, yes. but, for, but first, uh, <laughs> first, but Car Carrie was great. Kind of horror sequel, I'll go with, I was telling Nikki, I love The Omen. I could watch all of The Omens every single day. Absolutely love it. What really pissed me off about the whole movie. Oh, boy. Here but, we go. Okay. Was, I thought it was really scary. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, not at all scary. Ellen Burstyn was wearing the clothes of Elliot Stabler's mother, and... That threw me off. <laughs> and it fucking threw me off. That's it. That's it. Done. Same outfit that she wears in Law and Order. So I guess Law and Order is the puzzle piece overall from my All mom. Right. So Law thank and you. Order and Carrie. There you go. Those are. Halloween? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Right? Jamie yeah. Curtis. Okay, not bragging, not bragging, but I'll put it out there. I'm friends with Kelly Curtis. Oh. Her okay. sister. She is so nice. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> definitely from Brooklyn. I'm yeah. gonna walk away from the show. <laughs> Does anybody else have any puzzle pieces they want to bring up? We got one right over here. Oh, shitting cock. Wait, <laughs> wait a I'm gonna be. You I'm need to upgrade to, to a wireless. Um. As far as puzzle pieces go, I was waiting for this moment to come in the movie, and lo and behold, it did, uh, Beyond the Door. Because huh? after The Exorcist did it, it was almost like set in stone. You have to have a head-turning scene yeah. in every possession movie there is, and that's what they did. I was trying to figure out how to make that one of my puzzle pieces, and that's, <laughs> I didn't even think about the head-turning thing. I I really loved the head turning scene here. Like that. Like I'm trying to like think of nice things to say about the movie. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the head turning scene really, because I liked it just because he's such a, he's such an idiot. The guy. That's why I liked it. You know. But it killed him where uh, Linda's head spun around and she. Well, she was possessed. Going. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, he, he, was, know. he was just some schmuck. You know. That, he did like, deserve it. Yeah, he deserved it. But that's why I liked it because he deserved. I don't know why those veins popped out for like no reason right away before the head turn it was like look evil's inside <laughs> I don't know. that's always awesome. i wasn't really i didn't i didn't like the horror elements of this movie it's Th no forcing are... a hand to turn a gun on itself and breaking the wrist and blowing out someone's brains right tom well what is <laughs> what is what is <laughs> any other pieces we got from the audience I, we got one way up there though okay, my cord's not gonna there. so just yell to us i got a weird one uh, when they were like, you know, finally exercising the girls, and they're all in the circle there, and they're doing that circle shot. I felt like I was watching a superhero team up movie. <laughs> the way that they were doing their different like uh, chants and stuff, and they're all coming together. I thought I was like watching the Avengers or something. To, uh, Captain to that Planet, point, a little bit like point. Captain Planet. No, 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 it was more like that '70s show when they're <laughs> <The> '70s <laughs> show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we got Avengers and that 70s. I love it. Good. I love it. To that point, though, did I hear it right? I, I didn't want to take my phone out and write it down. Did somebody say, oh, I get it, we're a bunch of different people or something like that yes. when they were getting together? Basically. That's that was what... the weirdest line. It's like, it was like almost Diversity, like someone off camera yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like a like diverse <laughs> group of townsfolk that got together. It's like, and oh, it's, I get it. Like, it's another one of those things. <laughs> that's another one of those things that's a really good idea because you have a less Christian society. Uh huh. So what do we do? Oh, we make it more about just people coming together and the fact that their faith is what's powerful, not necessarily the individual. The religion. strength, strength in numbers. Yeah, which is a good idea. I mean, I don't think it works inherently just because. Part of the exorcist's appeal is that it's kind of like Catholic fantasy. Yeah. Which is is fun because Catholicism is like a bullshit fantasy book. Pope's right. exorcist on my shirt right here. He's a, basically an exorcist superhero. So, yeah, you he's know. He's a fat guy on a, a Vesper, Vespa. <laughs> he's awesome. Um, he's the best. But yeah. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to that thing, though, like I was thinking of uh, don't be a menace in South Central. I'll drink your, yeah. your message, you know, <laughs> for that part. So, uh, yeah. I've only got one problem with this movie. Okay. okay. It's, it's Only one. Only one. Well, wow. it's, 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 horror movies are supposed to be scary, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Nothing in this movie scared me. It's really hard to be scary anymore. The closest thing to being scary was when the snake came out from under the rock. Yeah. <laughs> but it was digital. Uh, it was a cartoon snake. It can't bite that you. That didn't even do it for me. So it's like yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a digital snake. It was too dark. Yeah, I jump a lot at horror movies, and I didn't really jump fast. at anything no, in this. You know. That must have been a Satan snake. What's going to scare me? What's going to scare me? <laughs> and before you knew it, it was almost oh. over. <laughs> no, it. Uh, I, I find it. it, it I think it's really hard to make a scary movie. And I know we. You were just saying how scary the original Exorcist was, and everybody's always said it's the scariest movie on the planet. I own the Monster Museum. People walk through, they see the Exorcist, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm terrified. I can't even walk past it. I need to." Blah blah blah. I've never thought the Exorcist was scary because yeah. I'm a later generation that's not Catholic, but I've always thought it was super cool. Right, like, me too. Yeah. I don't think movies, it's hard to make a movie actually scary now. Everything's so. The, um, make one but, about Trump. But, <laughs> but speaking of that, though. what it is is it's, uh, it's cool. You know, when things can, when you hit that it's cool, like Evil Dead's not scary. Right. Evil Dead's fucking cool, it's though. It's the best. And uh, that I think that's, I, this wasn't super cool. It had elements that I was like, oh, man, you know, this could be really cool. And when it started in Haiti, I was like, oh, this is going to be like Serpent in the Rainbow. Mm. And then it wasn't nice. at all like Serpent in the Rainbow. Yeah. And I was like, dang, because the, the voodoo, Haitian voodoo possession stuff yes. is fucking yes. cool. Yes. It yeah. is yeah. Awesome. I thought they were going to use... Something like that. What the, the black exorcist? I don't know what her. I don't remember anyone's names. Yeah. Um, but the black woman. Yeah. Not the, the black exorcist, but yeah. the. No, but she could have come and. Okay, she's a doctor. Yeah, or she's the doctor. doctor. Yeah. She yeah, was yeah. the only one that like yeah, had. I thought she was gonna do something a little bit cool. more. Yeah, something cool. And she cool. did like some shitty possessed. CGI smoke thing, and like, that was it. She could have totally like gutted a pig and spit on yeah. her foot, and like you'd be like, oh my god, it's working. Yeah. I think. They didn't want to go there. It's neither scary nor fun. It wasn't cool. Yeah, it didn't have cool factor. It, you can with a horror movie. You need to either be scary, or you need to be fun, or maybe yeah. just have vibes. Yeah, you can yeah. have vibes, be scary, be fun. None of that exists in this. It was movie. just really yeah. lazy. It was. It was yeah. lazy writing. Safe. It was. It, had a lot of, it was safe. It was lazy. Yeah. A little of both of those yeah. two Gina, things. I think. Did you, Gina, did you like or dislike the fact that they threw in some of the old lines from The Exorcist? They were in the bed. To me, that's, yeah, it was you're cheesy. Trying to get back to it, but you're, you're yeah. trying to be on your own. I liked when she carved Reagan. I, I, I like that. Was. That's apparently that they demon Pazuzu is like catchphrase, right? Me, yeah. You know, like, no, I mean, the, like, yeah. yeah. Mother, help me. The yeah. Yeah. They could have done they a, a more creative throwback. I didn't feel like the occult, like yeah. the original Exorcist was, or the original Omen. It was truly like 666, the occult, whole religious. Catholicism aspect of things. But it's now hard you gotta to be safe because you don't want to offend anybody. I did the, like yeah. the opening scene though with the dogs, just like in the original. <laughs> that was the one callback that, that was maybe really kind cool. of worked a little bit. Yeah, Iraq. that was a cool throwback. I think yeah. they were with Lancaster, remember when they were in Iraq, no? Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they do it in Heretic too. There was a little three, There was a little spot where you, uh, I thought it was going to be a Captain Howdy flash, oh. but it was just the little girl walking past the mirror and then he follows her up the stairs. But for the five, like, split second, I thought, oh, that was, no, that There was a flash of something. There was. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't a Captain was, Howdy, It wasn't though. Captain Howdy. And I thought yeah. that would have been cool because, like, Pazuzu's supposed to be in all of it, right? Shit, all right, we're going to let my mom say one more thing, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. As a professional photographer, what is your opinion of uh, Odom Jr. looking very closely at a family picture and focusing in on the little boy as if, Perhaps he's evil and he's going to be in the movie sometime or other, which I, he wasn't. I think that was just because um, was children are awful. That was, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was Mom, like. I agree with you. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I always hate when they bring something. And they never come. They didn't, they didn't yeah. follow up on that callback. Looking at that picture like. Mm. Twice it came to him. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay, so good, good point, Mom. Good point. You're sharp. Sharp. I'm just got one other question. Okay, oh, we got one more thing here. Would you agree that one of the biggest basic problems with the movie overall Blumhouse. is that um, if you're a dyed-in-the-wool horror fan, and I am, I've been watching horror movies for the better part of 60 years now, wouldn't you say that audiences are much more intelligent 
much more savvy about horror, much more jaded. Uh, I think sensitive it's sensitive to the tropes and whatnot. So it's going to make it a hell of a lot harder for uh, production companies like Bloomhouse to come up with really good things that'll scare the shit out of you. I think you're absolutely right that audiences are more jaded, but I also think, going back to the lazy comment, that it's lazy to lean on the things that worked before and just be like, let's just, you know, do callbacks, basically. Let's do exactly. Easter eggs. So I think now the only choice they have is to do like a, a mulligan stew, you know, take something from column A, something from column B, yeah. mix the shit together and see if you can come up with something maybe not original, but that feels more original, like a, a, a very good example is Malignant. Oh, yeah. You know, for that. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. I, I am the You didn't know biggest. until the reveal, it's like, what the fuck are the, they the, <laughs> the thing is. And the best part about it is it was completely wonderful William Castle schlock. Yeah. If William Castle was alive right now and see that, he'd be kicking his own ass going, damn it. I wish I thought of that idea. <laughs> Amazing. The, the thing is, I feel the original Exorcist knocked it out of the park. They had the the book from Blatty uh, and then William Freakin. It was just one of those, you know, magic moments that everything fell into the right place and that movie hit at the right time and it, it did amazing. But to try to recreate that with an Exorcist movie, I think is probably impossible. But it doesn't mean it can't be recreated with another type of... I do think that there, everybody's like, there's no original ideas anymore. You can't be original anymore. I don't buy that. I no. think that uh -uh. the right person, given the right uh, circumstance, can make another movie like when Quentin Tarantino dropped Pulp Fiction and it was like, what? You know, that was very familiar to a lot of people, but it was also new and fresh. Yeah. And there is something that uh, Toby Hooper did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was so simple, but it was so perfect at the right time. Yeah. And I think that those times still exist, but the studios that are in charge of this yeah, yeah. play it safe. And they're like, what worked before? and What works every year? And what does this? And make it look like everything else we do. And let's take from that storyline that that movie didn't blow socks off people and it should have, so we'll put it here. Yeah, I, I, I think safety is the biggest problem and studios love safe. But and we just I, need the independent filmmakers to rise up a little bit yeah more. absolutely i just want to like close it up one last thing what michael said earlier about rewatching the original exorcist is that movie works as a movie other yeah. than just a horror movie right like, just the scares like it's it's good character development good story everything going on with everybody in the first hour when there's not really many scares or anything like that you know this is just looking at the scary parts and like let's yeah. make a movie around that it's more so. unnerving than like the uh, when the priest walks in and sees the titty and cock things they did on the statue in the church. Yeah. Um, it's not really, like, it's unnerving. It's not really scary. And it doesn't, like, bomb, bomb, bomb. It just, oh, that's fucking crazy. And then, you know, it moves on. And it just gives you that sense of foreboding. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, uh, car horn. Sick. <laughs> Startling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's well, that's what it is. Let, let's let's it's wrap it up. It's not genuine. Let's wrap it up on uh, on Michael startling all of my listeners at home. Gino, uh, <laughs> you want to plug anything? What do you got going on? Uh, just please make sure to check out the Nevada Women's Film Festival next June. It'll be the tenth year. Right so. on. Submissions just open, right? Yes. Right on. Right on. Tom, what do you want to plug? So uh, my first feature film, Teddy Told Me To, comes out next week on Tuesday, uh, October 10th, and you can rent it on DirecTV, Amazon, and Google Play. It will uh, play on a million other, every cable platform that you can imagine, Cox, Charter, whatever ones I don't know. And then uh, in about 90 days, it'll hit the, the two Bs in those things. So Awesome. Awesome. Michael, what do so you got going I, on? So I know that so submissions are open. If I shit out my uh, lesbian <laughs> vampire movie in time, what does that fit? Because it's it's about women. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, yeah. It, you don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be a female filmmaker. The film just has to be about women. Okay. Female right. story. Okay. Female yeah. story. Because I've got the He's best. The whole time the <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, uh, my, oh, my movie, The Head, is on Blu-ray, courtesy of Terravision. Um, so go buy that. Uh, it has commentary tracks and behind the scenes and 
it's a movie about a mannequin head that sucks cock and blood, uh, and it's a beautiful story. It was a movie. It's a love story. <laughs> oh, mannequin's great. Mannequin two on the move is also yeah, great. <laughs> Everybody, thank you oh, so great. much for being here. That is our show for tonight. Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decatur. We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decatur, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. Thank you very much. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about The Exorcist Believer. Again, thank you to Art House for having us down. And thank you to my guests, Tom Devlin, Michael Keane, and Gina Mazzoni for joining me. And to everyone who is out, I hope to see people out at these future events. I'll be announcing more soon. Uh, It's always so much fun to do them in person this way at the movie theater. And uh, yeah, I hope that you'll make it out to some of the future ones if you're listening right now. Uh, And if you are listening right now, of course, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll get all the new episodes as they come. we got a lot of episodes on the way and a lot more podcasts coming out soon. i got some special episodes I'm recording over the next week. A lot of fun stuff, so make sure you're subscribed. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Uh, the day after we did this live show, uh, I also just happened to release a new horror film score album called Blind Malice, and I am going to play a track from that to close out this episode right now. I always play a piece of my music to close out these episodes, and since that album just came out and is horror, it fits perfectly in here, so let's do that. I'm going to play the main theme from Blind Malice. Hope you enjoy this, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas. I am too. Ah. <laughs> All right, I think she got the picture. You, it, it already flashed. That had to have been the picture. Ma! Mom! <laughs> <laughs>